Uh, we know that the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation last month raised concerns on this show about a staff shortage in Alice Springs and uh, safety concerns at the hospital. Now, joining me on the show to give us a bit of an update is Kath Hatcher from the Nursing and Midwifery Federation. She is the branch secretary. Good morning to you, Kath. Uh, good morning, Katie, and to your listeners. Kath, has there been any improvement to the situation in Alice Springs? A little improvement where the presentations to the emergency department over the last few weeks has fallen compared to the previous eight weeks. So that's a little bit of a reprieve with admissions into the hospital and presentations to the emergency department. But apart from that, uh, the askings of... Um, extra staff on the ground with uh, either nurses or patient care assistants. Um, that hasn't happened yet, but they're working very hard to uh, facilitate that. Now, Kath, I understand you've obviously uh, been in Alice a couple of on a couple of occasions recently. I understand yes. that the Chief Minister was there uh, earlier this week as well. Um, were there any sort of significant movements or changes to what the government is doing to really try to get things moving to fill those jobs? So when I was there uh, about three half weeks ago, we the the actual hospital had about 130 full-time equivalent uh, shortage of nurses and midwives. And currently it's now 144 full-time equivalent down, which is a shocking figure. Uh, but there was others that they did tell us back three, four weeks ago that they were um, in the process of leaving. So that was expected. Uh, the, they're trying to get recruiting for permanent staff and they're recruiting for agency staff to fill the vacancies as much as they can. Uh, yes, there is some coming and there is some more new graduates starting uh, shortly. So that is going to put some more uh, feet on the ground with, with help clinically. Yeah. And they are working with with us. They are working with the chief nurse and midwifery officer and now the health minister to try and facilitate the recruitment process in a much quicker uh, format and getting people on the ground ASAP. But the other issue is accommodation in, ten in uh, Alice Springs yep. as well. So, Kath, before I get to the accommodation, I do just want to ask you, I mean, 144 full-time equivalent mm. staff down. How on earth do you do your job day in and day out when you are that volume of staff short? Uh, very difficult and all the staff are doing, you know, three to four extra shifts per week. So they're working on a full-time uh, scale, plus they're also doing three to four extra shifts a week, whether that's a full shift or a six-hour shift. But that is very tiring. They've been doing that for 12 to 15 months now. And some of them told me on Monday that they'll just have to uh, try and cut back on that because they are exhausted and they're wanting to, um, you know, save their physical and mental uh, well-being and they're needing to to drop that which 
uh, some of the managers are, are making sure that no one's doing any more of the one or two extras a week uh, because that's a long time to be able to facilitate um, you know, 60, 70 hours a week of work for a long time. I reckon, honestly, it'd be, it would be so tough. Um, Kath, yes. now talk me through uh, the calls that you've made when it does come to accommodation in Alice Springs. So it was alarmed to me uh, three to four weeks ago when I was there that it's really easy to buy a home in Alice Springs. Yes. There would be about 200 houses that are on up for sale at the moment, but none of them, uh, if if all, sorry, I'll say that again, yeah. um, there is probably none available for renting in Alice Springs currently. So that's a real problem. And I know the accommodation, a new accommodation block is almost about to be completed over the next uh, couple of months. That will help relieve some of the short-term situation of getting staff to come and putting mm. them up anywhere from a month to, you know, six or 12 months. But also the facility that accommodates the doctors and the nurses, or so, more so the doctors on campus, yep. needs renovating when they've um, perhaps transferred those doctors to the new accommodation. So... Um, it's a kind of catch-22. There's a new building being built and those doctors will go over to the new building. Uh, but the one that they're currently living in apparently needs some renovations and hopefully that will be done uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, so there will be some relief, but uh, I, th- I feel that the government probably need to buy a good dozen houses that can accommodate three uh, staff in any one time that can share a house and share share a communal kitchen to to be able to get the staff to come and work in Alice Springs. Absolutely. I mean, there needs to actually, there needs to be accommodation. They need to feel safe. Um, mm. I, I know that the Chief Minister had told Nine News earlier in the week that there was a number of factors contributing to staff shortages and that COVID was one of them. Kath, would you say when it comes to the staff shortage that's being experienced right now at the Alice Springs Hospital, would you say COVID is the main factor or would you say that personal safety and the concerns around safety safety have been the major factor? I think it's a multifactoral problem. So if you go back to 2019, the shortage of staff in Alice Springs Hospital just for nurses and midwives was sitting around 3 to 5% vacancy rate. And they had been really well, you know, 20 plus years, uh, not relying on many agencies up to that point. And then you've got 2020, 2021 and 2022 with COVID. Now, they did increase a little bit in that first year to two and the percentage of vacancies went up to 8% initially and then 15%. And then when about 12, 15 months ago, the whole of Australia opened up and it was much easier to be able to go back into state where you've come from or back overseas. And for those... uh, staff that haven't been back home to their country or to the interstate to their home for, you know, the past two or three years, they were able to facilitate that yeah. much easily and they did and they worried about 
not being able to get through COVID without, you know, going to sick family, etc. Yeah. So a lot of movement in that space happened and that increased it to, you know, 50, 60 percent. Uh, sorry, not 50, 60 percent, more like 20 to 30 percent. Yeah. And then, then it's jumped up in the last 15 months more so to the nearly 50% now, which is what we're experiencing. Uh, and that is due to uh, perhaps the enterprise agreement that we're still on the table with the commissioner. There's no finalisation yeah. of that yet. Other states are offering bonuses to come and sign on. We'll give yeah. you a $10,000 bonus and then stay another year. We'll give you another bonus. So those types of uh, attractions have happened as well. And yeah, then you've they got would have an impact. That, yeah, and then you've got the violence and whatever else is happening within the town of Alice Springs yep. and, you know, the drinking, etc., and the increased work of the hospital. Mm. They've become fatigued. There hasn't been any leeway, so they know that they can get extra money interstate, so they've gone as well. Kath, I am running out of time, but I want to ask you, I know uh, you've said the uh, 144 full-time staff equivalent down in Alice Springs. How are we tracking here at the Royal Darwin Hospital? Uh, about two weeks ago, uh, the Executive Director of Nursing said about 15%, but I want to know what that 15% looks like in uh, full-time equivalents, and I haven't uh, looked at that. Uh, yeah, right. Got that answer yet? So I do know that some areas are really struggling, like maternity and renal areas, uh, and some other areas are doing okay. But uh, yes, they, they are struggling, but not to the extent that Alice Springs is at the moment. Kath, just a very quick one. I know that there had been a worry in back in Alice Springs as well about not being able to get cleaners uh, at the hospital. And as we know, that can actually have ramifications in a lot of different ways when you are working in clinical settings. Has that been raised with you or is it still an issue? I haven't had that specific uh, point raised to me, but I do know that they are down in all type of extra uh, areas like allied health and uh, I would say in in the uh, cleaners and kitchen staff and store staff uh, as well. I do know the stores are uh, low in numbers as well, so that's impacting the nurses Mm -hmm. needing to unpack stock in their own wards. Uh, normally it's the store people that do that. Uh, so it's fallen back on onto the nurses and there is a lack of uh, social workers, physiotherapists, etc. So some of that work then falls back onto the nurses to try and facilitate that as well. Wow. So it's a really a whole compounding uh, problem. It's a big job. It is a massive Mm. job for our wonderful Northern Territory nurses and all of those health staff and the support staff as well. Um, Kath Hatcher, I really appreciate you having a chat with us this morning. No doubt we'll talk again in the very near future. Thank you for coming on the show. You're very welcome. Thank you, Katie. Thank you.